Thank you for joining in for an episode of Planted by the Living Water. We are here to delight in the Lord as a tree planted by the living waters. If you'd like the reading plan that we are going through, you can find it on our website. We'll go through the entire Bible in two years. Thank you for joining for this day's portion of Planted by the Living Waters. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have boldness to enter the sanctuary through the blood of Jesus, he has inaugurated for us a new and living way through the curtain, that is, through his flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, and with our hearts sprinkled clean from the evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water. Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, since he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together, as some are in the habit of doing, but come together encouraging each other, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Hebrews here, um, the author's telling us this this whole picture of who Jesus is, and if this is true about what he's done as the perfect sacrifice, as the um, better high priest, as the one who is the better and true tabernacle with, with all the Old Testament stuff being shadows and, and images that point toward Jesus, and Jesus is the fulfillment of those things, then he says, if that is true, then, then we have the ability to enter into the presence of God with boldness to go into the sanctuary. He says, Christ has, has caused the veil to tear, and so we'll take advantage of that. Therefore, you, um, having this boldness, enter into it. And then he says, if that's true and we can enter into it, then know that our hearts are sprinkled clean, the evil conscience from our bodies washed with pure water. Know where you stand in Christ. I love this. If you're listening today, I just want you to understand this very thing, that if you're in Christ, you have been cleansed and washed pure. You don't have to know where you are before him in, in, in position. He has cleansed you. He has washed you. He has sprinkled you with uh, clean with, with the blood of his, of, of his own son, of Christ. And so we have this, this picture here, then a charge at the end. If this is true and this is how we stand, he says, then let us hold to this confession of our hope without wavering. Hold true to the hope we have. And then let us consider one another in order to provoke love and good works, not neglecting the gathering um, together. And I love this verse. It's encouraging to me. There's times when um, we think about uh, wanting to do things on our own, our own faith, and kind of walking in our own um, faith and not, not too concerned with the corporate identity of Christ. And we're just concerned with our own personal relationship. And yes, Jesus has a relationship with us personally, but there's a beautiful corporate relationship too. And he says, if this is true, then we're corporately the body of Christ. And your church is not just a church that you go to to help you grow in your relationship. Your church is, is the body of Christ in which you together are growing in relationship with Christ. You are there to provoke one another to love and good works. Not just so that you would be provoked, but that it would be a mutual um, thing, not neglecting as some are in the habit of doing. So I just want to encourage you to think about how you view your church attendance. Why do you go to church? Why do you come on Sundays? Is it to be fed and that they, the sermon would provoke you or that the song you sing would be an experiential moment um, that, that draws you in closer to God and praise the Lord if those things happen. But that can't be the only reason we go to church. We go to church much more than just ourselves. We have a corporate body with a corporate purpose, with a corporate relationship with God. We together are the body of Christ. We who are many are one body. There's one faith, one Lord, one baptism, Paul tells us in Ephesians. And so I want to encourage you to think about church and why you come 
and consider coming not for just what it could do for you, but consider coming for it is God's purpose for you to come in a mutual way of encouraging and provoking one another love and good works and, and gathering together holding the confession of your hope without wavering and, and being drawn near to the Lord with, with this assurance of faith. Would your church be a way that you draw near to God corporately, you hold to the confession of your hope corporately, and you consider one another in love and good works and provoking one another, not neglecting the gathering together in a corporate way? Man, I love our church. I'm so thankful for friendship. And I want to encourage you to see it as God has designed it and for you to be a part of the great uh, movement that the Lord's doing at our church by gathering together for his purpose, not just for our own. In the name of Christ, we're going to pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for our church. We thank you for our church family. We thank you for this corporate identity, not just a personal relationship with you, but a corporate relationship with you, that as a church, we get to be your bride. Lord, you've given us the, the ability to, to do that together, and we love you, Lord. We trust you. Would you continue to, to make your bride more adorned and more beautiful and holy and perfect for you? In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen.